Hey, y'all. It's me, Jess Bubbico, and I am excited to be here with you on the Waking Up with Jess podcast. Each week, I'll invite you to wake up to your inner knowingness, get creative, and march to the beat of your own drum in your business and life. We'll dive into different subject areas from business to health to work, relationships, and beyond. On the podcast, we'll get raw, honest, and real, keeping it a little bit personal, a little bit educational, and most importantly, we're going to have a lot of fun. Each episode, you'll feel like you're sitting down at a coffee shop having an intimate conversation with a few of your best friends. Join me each week as I act as your confidant and friend who loves the heck out of you and wants to see you shine. Come along and wake up with a cup of Jess. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am excited to have Dr. Kelly Ritter here with us today. Dr. Kelly, thanks for being here. Hi, Jess. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I am excited to talk about all things nutrition, circadian rhythms, light, etc. Um, I met I met Kelly because through a friend, um, and I was on her podcast a while back. And um, we talked about human design and the gene keys and all the things. And then I've had the pleasure of getting to know Kelly over the past, uh, I don't know, probably six months, we'll call it, because um, we both lived over. She's in the St. Pete area as well. So um, I've gotten to benefit from all of the things that you know in like so many ways. I now wake up in the morning, walk immediately outside, put my feet on the ground. This morning I walked outside and I was like, five minutes late for sunrise and that like my whole day hasn't felt the same because I didn't see the sun come up. Um, but I've, I've learned from you without you ever directly saying it, that like the sun is my coffee in the morning. It's crazy how much better I feel when I look at it. So I'm very excited for you to share sort of this fresh approach to healing and food and and health and wellness. That's not just the typical, like eat this kind of recommendations. So mm -hmm. do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. I'm so excited that you are barefoot watching the sunrise. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, and I love that, that that's your coffee. So I never started drinking coffee, so I don't even like think about that, but yeah. That is exactly what happens. People start skipping the coffee to get outside. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm happy to, my background, all of my degrees are in psychology and in clinical mental health counseling. So I have, I had lots of years in the clinical mental health counseling profession and I loved it and it was great. And then, um, I started getting really interested in gut health and the gut brain axis and really wanted to study nutrition and was really lit up generator here, really <laughs> lit up about nutrition and how that can help our brain. And so I went, you know, in that direction for a while and then just realized in my own journey, you know, food was great. It was taking all the things that we've all done and we've, we've learned the meditation and exercise and food were all helping, but I still didn't feel amazing. And so I just kind of kept digging and found myself in the world of quantum biology and quantum health. 
and started doing these very simple practices. So quantum being the smallest of things that have this huge impact. So that is kind of where I have landed is using all the things to help people. But I love fresh approach to healing. Mm -hmm. I love the word fresh because um, it's not new. Like none of this is really actually new, but put together in a way that people who are already doing a lot of things to feel, you know, for their health, that this can take them to the next level. That's what it did for me. My energy just exploded when Mm -hmm. I started incorporating all of these simple things. I love that. Couple of side notes. Mm -hmm. Number one, yeah. Kelly's uh, vocation is in the is in the gene key one, which is all about freshness and beauty. So I love <laughs> that when you're talking about loving the fresh approach. But the other thing I wanted to say is that um, it's interesting. I never put two and two together because I worked in speech therapy. So I went traditional therapeutic background of some kind, not mental health, but a lot of dealing with a lot of mental health stuff. And then I started to realize like, oh my God, we're feeding these people who are healing from strokes and brain injury, white bread and Coca-Cola as they're trying to heal. And then I actually started Mm -hmm. learning about nutrition because I was a a fitness instructor at the time. I um, I brought yoga and meditation to the brain injury clinic that I was a part of when I was in graduate school. And so I started pursuing health and healing. And then that took me into okay, there's something beyond just food. So it's kind of cool, especially because your birthday is two days after mine. So we're born right around the Mm -hmm. same time. You're the left angle cross of healing. I actually talked to another woman this morning who is born on the 19th. She's also the right angle cross of the vessel of love. And she's a doctor and she helps with functional, just functional medicine. So it's kind of cool to see, at least from my perspective, like these similarities Mm -hmm. around people born under certain incarnation crosses. So I just think that's very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Especially because love of the body is like one of the major themes in the chart, like love of the body and love of the spirit directly oppose each other, which is your sun and your earth. Love of the mm-hmm. love of spirit is the 25 quantum mm-hmm. biology, the spirit, the spirit in everything. And then the 46 is love of the body coming into the body, healing the body, all that. So kind of cool. Oh, I love. Oh yeah. So cool. It, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just gets better and better. Yeah. Every time you learn something new. Um, so let's talk then about like qua- this quantum biology you're talking about and actual like sure. circadian rhythms. What are circadian rhythms and, and mm-hmm. why do they matter? Yeah, sure. So quantum biology is just quantum being the smallest of things. So looking at subatomic particles and we, most people think of like quantum physics and, you know, but this was actually looking at these subatomic particles inside the body and our, our cells. So electrons, um, protons, photons in the body. But what's important really about that is just to know that a body that is really, I would say, efficient at getting electrons and protons where they're supposed to be is a healthy body. And a body that's really struggling with that is struggling with inflammation, basically. At the end of the day, it's going to come down. It's inflammation. And so 
a body that's struggling to do that is not going to be able to um, detox as well, is going to have a harder time with disease. So this quantum perspective, what's so exciting about it is that it's truly these small little things that we can do that will have a huge impact on our health. And so that's what quantum health is. It's like taking these concepts and putting it in the, in the, you know, in the health world and figuring out how we can have optimal health, vital, you know, vibrant health and vitality. And that's, what's really exciting about it. And so circadian rhythms, right. So we all think of kind of, we all have a biological clock. And so, yeah, and you know, people say, oh, my biological clock is ticking, but I don't think people realize that we run on this 24 hour cycle and these rhythms, they're actually circadian rhythms. Sometimes people will say circadian rhythm. They're usually talking about light and dark, like this honoring the light and the dark of the natural day, the 24 hour cycle of a day, but there are the other rhythms and it essentially is these, it's physiological changes that happen on a 24 hour cycle inside of us. So they're physical, mental, and behavioral changes. And we all, we are diurnal, human beings are diurnal. And so we are day, day livers. Um, and we can force ourselves to be more night owls. And, and we know in human design, there's going to be some differences in people's a little bit of difference in the way people feel. So you can play with this a little bit, but you know, really we all, all humans have this basic rhythm to us, like all animals. And so it really helps if we honor those and we support our circadian rhythms by when we eat and getting outside for natural light is a big piece of it, but then also paying attention to our indoor light so that it's not screwing us up and it's not telling our brain that it's a different time of day and a different season. So it's this, this living in harmony with our natural environment, wherever your feet are currently planted. So getting outside, um, you mentioned barefoot earthing. So our skin on the earth's surface is really helpful. That's helpful for mitochondria, but that's all of this is to help orient the body to where you are in time and space. And I would say the soul talks through the body. And so when we listen to the body, um, we're listening. I mean, there's no separation, right? In body, mind, soul. And so it all it all works together. But if we're paying attention to our body in these rhythms and getting in sync with the rhythms, your own rhythms, but also the season that you're in, the environment that you're in, and then really getting outside for this light. I, I'm sure we're going to talk about how important light is because I think people miss this piece in their health journey. So they can be doing all the right things in terms of food and they've figured out a way of eating that really feels good in their body. They're not listening to anyone else about that. They're listening to their own inner guidance about that. Or maybe they're listening to a few people, but you know what? You're checking it out with yourself, right? And you are you know, exercising and meditating and do, and sometimes we just still feel like shit. And we're like, well, wait a minute, or not even that bad. We just feel not great, not energized, not fabulous. And in light is usually the piece that's missing is this honoring the light and dark. I love this 
First off, I just want to point out that you use the word vitality. And my mind always thinks, especially with my friends, I'm like, oh my God, that's like in your freaking um, left angle cross of healing is like all about vitality and stillness. Um, but there's a few things that came into my mind as you were talking. Number one, it's this idea of, I love how you're talking about this 24 hour cycle. And it's interesting because it's making me think about how important it is for all types to use their energy correctly from a human design perspective during the day. Because I think as an example, I'll say like number one generators, if you're not getting out and moving your body, I don't know from experience, you could probably speak to this better than me. If you're not using your energy or not using your energy in ways that light you up and to pursue things you like, you might have issues with your sleep-wake cycles and things like that. Does that resonate? Yes, for sure. Well, you're just going to feel drained too. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I've noticed as a generator is that um, I used to feel like I was on the treadmill of life in the morning. So you wake up and you're like, oh, it's time to, and I have a great life. It was mm -hmm. not about not having a great life. There was just a tiredness and, um, and now I wake up ready to go. I mean, just super energized. And so, yeah, yeah it has to do with what lights us up, but I also think we are light. Yeah. Um, all of us, we are electrical beings. So mm. all of us are going to benefit from being in the light. Yeah, totally. Well, and that's why I'm thinking it's like, it's so layered in <laughs> Like, how do we have time to do things that don't interest us or not think about ourselves? Because it's like, I think about being a manifester and like over the past. So like when I'm in situations where I don't have alone time, I don't have time to rest. I don't get to follow my urges and my rest cycles. I actually physically like I will look like I'm 10 pounds heavier I will experience like all these physical symptoms in my body. So I actually love how you just said we are light because it's making me think too about like I'm getting an image of like a light bulb and those things where uh, like maybe there's a bicycle attached and you have to generate energy and then it turns the light bulb on. It's like if I'm not using my energy correctly, then maybe I'm not activating the full light in my own body and my own being. So there's... Right the human design perspective. And I think about gene keys, right? The idea is shift your emotional being to activate the light inside of your light body. And yeah. so it's, it's cool because like you said, like we know we can do things from a human design perspective mm -hmm. and maybe you're living your whole life in alignment, being a generator, a manifestor or whatever, right? You're following your strategy and authority. Mm -hmm. But if you're not orienting to this planet, and the light here, you're probably also not going to feel your best because maybe you're a generator, you're working on your computer until late at night and then not putting on blue blockers or not getting your feet on the earth in the morning or whatever. It's like we're right. here and that's going to give us information too around like where consciousness is headed or what's happening on the planet or how to heal the planet. Yeah. So. Anything you want to I'm respond like, to there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jess. Oh my gosh, I love this conversation because uh, this is why I love hanging out with you because we just, I, you, we feed off of each other. So that makes so much sense to me is this, we, we have got to be connected to mother earth. 
whatever projector, manifester, generator, reflectors, MGs, all of us, right? Because being connected to the environment that we are, our natural environment being out in nature, I haven't met a person yet. When I interview people and I say, what nourishes your soul, your body, mind, soul, everyone talks about nature, some piece of nature. So I think figuring out, yes, using your energy. So you're using your authority and, you know, and you're, you're using your human design to live in alignment with your soul or your being, right? Cool. Generator. I can tell you from my experience as a generator, I will work and work and work when I'm doing something that I love. I've had to like physically pry myself off of my devices to get out for sunset. And it is prioritizing this, um, way of this lifestyle of getting outside for breaks and getting the light. We literally need all of those frequencies of light to help our body, our mitochondria need to orient to where we are in time and space. And then I love talking about this in terms of like, where are we headed? And in consciousness and expanding consciousness, if we're not connecting with mother earth, I think we're missing a piece there. We're, we're going to miss a boat or something. Yeah. Maybe we will. Maybe the boat will smack us. I don't know. Well, the, the, what you were, as soon as you started talking, the idea that came into my head was this idea that um, I, I don't have kids, so I can't, you know, like I can't speak to this, but I know you have kids. So it's like the idea that we have an umbilical cord that connects us to our mom and then we come out of the womb and we're breastfeeding and we're orienting to our mother and getting information from her around like what's safe, what's not safe, all these things that form this foundation of our human experience. And so it's this idea that like we get weaned off the breast at some point, we get kicked out of our parents' house because it's time to go and be an adult. But we always have this mother that is Mother Earth that's always willing to give us information and always willing. It's always actually there to support us unconditionally. We have to use these things to get back into sync with it so that we can know what's going on so we can heal our bodies, et cetera. So it's almost like what you're talking about is making me think of this idea of like, we're always supported. We always have the ground underneath our feet. We'll always have the information that we need, you know, whether it's, I think about these tribes that used to like send women to, you know, whatever the red tent and then they'd like, or wherever, and they'd receive information around like, Hey, the Buffalo are going to move or whatever. And it's like this, what you're talking about to me is, is listening, attuning to this living being that feeds us, you know, that gives us, feeds our consciousness. And it's always going to support us so long as we attuned to it, which is the circadian rhythms, which is all this stuff that you're talking about. And, and from there we start to sensitize to like, well, what do I need to eat? What foods are right for me? You know, even you said to me last weekend, you were like, you know, Jess, like, you know what you need versus trying to follow this whole regimen. And so since I've been doing that this week, I know exactly. I'm like, oh, I need to get back on this again or that again like I just know so 
If there's anything there you want to respond to, feel free. And then I have another question for you. Yeah, I want us to respond to that. I I think, you know, I love this image of the, the umbilical cord. I was like, ooh, like Mother Earth is always there supporting us. Giving, I mean, Jess, I've told you this, but I'm, you know, we get free electrons. The Earth provides us electrons. Like electrons, people, are money in the bank. That is how we make our energy. And so... That's what our mitochondria do. They move electrons through the body. And at the end, the the five steps, that's energy, ATP. So we need these electrons. We run, the cell runs on best on a um, negative charge. We as humans, electrical beings run on a negative charge. We can get electrons from the earth surface skin, any of our skin, our hands, we can touch trees, we can touch you know, a shrub, if it's snowing everywhere and you're trying to find a little spot where you can touch something, but you can, um, concrete, it doesn't matter, bare feet on grass, concrete, um, rocks, like whatever you can, this is how we get electrons. So the image of the earth always being there to support us. If we just attune, if we just pay attention, um, that feels that resonates with me, that feels really good and really nurturing. And when I think about, cause I can get a little afraid. I have kids and thinking about what kind of future are our kids going to have. And the more, I think the problems we create for ourselves, nature has the answer. And so the more we can get in nature and take the kids as long as they'll go right. Mm-hmm. And, and hope that they can always, we can always get answers by being in nature, by communing with nature. And then of course, I'm happy to talk about food and how this relates to the food that we eat. If you want to go there. Totally. I have, um, I want to talk about food. I want to talk about understanding mitochondria and what that actually means. I have, um, a quick question first. There's a thought and a question. So my thought is that as kids, like I'm thinking about, like, I saw something recently about how they're now recommending bariatric surgery for young kids and all this weight stuff. And my mom Mm -hmm. said to me when we were talking about it, she said, Jess, you guys were always outside in nature. You were always outside playing. I remember picking those stupid little onion things out. They're not stupid. They're great. But like, Yes. And, and pretending to make onion soup. And then, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we were dirty all of the time because we were in the dirt. And this mm-hmm. was not a problem when I was a kid. Or I think about how everything's trying to move to like fake food and fake meat and fake everything. And it's like, I understand how it's literally disconnecting us from our consciousness. Um, the question I had is, do our screens... Mm-hmm do something like you said, we can get free electrons from the earth. So what immediately came to me was like that idea, like I said, of the coffee where it's like, go get free electrons. Cause they'll come into your body and then you'll have more energy. You'll have more, all this stuff. Do screens do the opposite? Yeah, they suck it. Uh-huh. Okay. So, right. And, and so one of the things I wanted to point out is that these free electrons that we absorb through our skin with on Earth's surfaces, it's all virtually instantaneous. So we don't have to be out there for that long. But the fact that we were all running around outside 
I did the same thing. I was always cooking with weed, <laughs> all kinds of things out. And I love those onion things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we didn't, you don't even have to be out there that long to benefit from this, but yeah, the, all of these electronic devices, they also are sucking, they, they're electron, you know, they're, they're running on electricity too. So you've got competition for these electrical beings. But the other big thing about all these devices, they have, we know the blue light. So the full spectrum of light that's available outside is balanced by the light. Um, so even if it's not a sunny day, you're still getting all of the spectrum of light is still available out there. All of these frequencies of light that are balanced. And that's what helps tell our mitochondria. Our mitochondria are amazing at sensing the environment. And so they're like these, I'm wiggling, right? These (laughs) organelles that I don't think they, I don't know if they wiggle, but they're like sensing. They were once billions of years ago, they were their own bacteria and then got engulfed. So they still have this incredible ability to figure out their environment, but we're all in artificial environments. We're indoors on screens and, you know, with all the lights on at night and all of that. And so that's just confusing to our mitochondria. It can't orient to the time of day or even the season that we're in. And so when we dim the lights after sunset, we wear our blue blockers so that we're not getting that blue, you know, that sharp blue light is basically telling your brain it is noon in Florida in the summer. (laughs) So if you live in Connecticut and it's winter, like that is the wrong message to be sending to your brain. And it's because it's not in the full spectrum that it's a problem. So yes, both these electronic devices, and we're just starting to understand like Wi-Fi and all these non-native EMFs, right? Like what is that actually doing to our systems. And a lot of people are super, super sensitive to that. So the more time we can spend outside, because I don't know, we're all pretty attached to these electronics these days. I think they're, they're beautiful, wonderful people that are commuting with nature all the time and don't, but I'm not there. So I, I don't think that we're ever, you know, expected to, to let go of these conveniences necessarily, but balance them, understand what's happening and, and get your computer or your phone and go outside because mm-hmm. at least you've got the full spectrum of light out there. If you can't open a window, like I have the window open in my office and I just got a rolling desk and put it in front of it. And so that's, you know, how I'm getting that natural light when I can't be outside taking those breaks because it's actually the light frequencies need to actually hit the retina. So the mm-hmm. retina and the eye. So everybody in sunglasses and lots of people are like, oh, but I'm so sensitive. You That will get better if you're out in early morning light and in the evening light, you prime your body and you prime your eyes to start being able to tolerate more light outside at different times of the day. So yeah. it's more of this, like there is a process to this and there's a way of doing it that you don't hurt yourself. And, um, it's not necessarily that you have to go slowly, but the, the early morning light and the evening light, and then you work your way towards more time outside during the day. Um, and then the food, um, the food helps orient us. You want to stop. 
I want to stop you quick because I have 13 thoughts that I have to share. My first question is, do you have a video on your YouTube channel about this idea with like sunglasses and what you just talked about with the light? Yeah. So I have, I've got more videos coming up every week, so I can Mm -hmm. do one about the sunglasses, but I have one that's specifically on circadian rhythms and how to build a quantum day. It's that's, I think the title of it is how to, you know, have the perfect quantum day. We're going to link that. We're going to link that underneath here. And then if there's any other videos to help people, I think this would be really nice to help people understand how to do this. Kelly's Mm -hmm. a six too. So she's got lots of wisdom. So we'll link that beneath. So if people want to check that out, they can actually do that. You also have codes for blue blockers and all of that, right? Yeah. Okay. Because I- I have blue blockers in my glasses, but I know they're not like the right ones. And I know you have really good ones. So um, maybe we'll get your link too, so that people can purchase them. I need to purchase those orange ones anyway. So I'll get that link from you. Um, There was a few things. Okay. So um, first off, electronics, electron X. And I think about how important words are. And I'm like, I need to figure out what the root word of or the root meaning of ICS is. It's making me think of uh, we had to do SATs uh, to go to college. I know some people do ACTs. And I'm like, I wonder what that means. Does that mean that it like takes away electrons? What does it mean? Every time you say mitochondria, I think about Mrs. Lopez, my seventh grade teacher. I had to make a cake of a cell. And I remember making the mitochondria. So I think we're probably, I know it's the powerhouse of the cell. So let's talk about, I'd love to talk about food and mitochondria so people can re bring back their seventh grade memories of exactly what Mm -hmm. that means. The one thing I want to talk about before we talk about food and mitochondria is those lights that are supposed to mimic sunlight. Like I remember Mm -hmm. in, when I lived in the Northeast, you, people would use them for seasonal depression. It'd be like, you know, put your face in front of it for an hour or something. Are those good do you like would you recommend something like that like a for somebody who's maybe in the northeast and doesn't get light in the same way as florida in the winter time right i know lucky us in florida in the winter yeah Yeah, so seasonal affective disorder is a real thing it's really actually very hard for people to get their vitamin d levels up if it's low and it's winter and you're just starting, you know, you might need something like a spurty D lamp, which is how you get your vitamin D. I'm actually not really opposed to people even doing a, you know, tanning bed short term, trying to get your vitamin. You're not going to get the same frequencies though. And I got to just warn people that all of the studies that have linked um, cancer, skin cancer, um, to these UV light, it's actually, you know, artificial it's these yeah. tanning beds or what they're looking at. It's not actually from outside, which is alarming in some of, in some ways it's like, wait, so what we've been told about that's wrong, yeah. but so it's not going to be nearly as, as helpful as the sun. But I would also say if you're super depressed, right, use anything that feels like it resonates with you and you want to keep it in your practice. Um, I'm not opposed to anything being in somebody's practice. If it's, if it feels good and healing to them, I would just be very cautious about those things. Yeah. Um, and you're, it's just not the same as being outside, but what you can do if you're in, 
you know, um, if you're up north or you're in, you know, northern Europe or wherever you are where you can't get UVB light in the winter, you can still get outside for that early morning light and in the evening and take light breaks outside because you're still going to get some frequencies of light that are going to be helpful, particularly red. So red light is anti-inflammatory, but it also primes the body for the next season so that when it is time to get UVB light, you're ready to get out there and get your UVB light without burning, you know, and you can stay out a little bit longer. So there are things that you can do naturally um, to sort of prime yourself and get ready for the next season. It's probably good to be outside, even if it's just for a short period of time up in the Northeast, even if it's really cold to like fully bundle up to get like oriented to your environment. That and to just be cold, like we don't allow allow ourselves to really be uncomfortable so much anymore. And I don't like to be cold, so I get it. But actually the cold therapy is really healing and it's, you know, anti-inflammatory. It's got all that. So to get outside, um, however you can get outside, wherever you are, that orientation to the light, um, orienting your body is going to be helpful. And that light is how that's going to happen. So, yeah. Okay. Amazing. I wrote okay. down cold therapy because um, I've been feeling like I'm I'm serious. I, I followed your advice from last weekend. I was like, I need to start trusting myself and my body. I'm going to get outside every morning. It feels so good. Although there's a big difference between watching the sunrise in St. Pete where it comes right up over the water versus being, for me at least, maybe it's because I know how good it can get. Like I'm watching it come up over houses in the morning. Although I could mm-hmm. find my my way to the um to the shore, but I was thinking of cold therapy this morning. I was like, I need to. I, I think my body needs that, especially from an inflammation perspective, because that's something I've been working on a lot. Yeah, and it's huge in helping with mental health too, which is really interesting. You yeah. know, because the inflammation, most of the mitochondria, aside from the human egg, most of our mitochondria is in the brain. Mm-hmm. And so it's not surprising that if you've got inflammation, it's you're probably anywhere in the body, you've probably got it. That means you've probably got inflammation in the brain. So anywhere that cold therapy is going to be helpful. And so, and, but just to point out, Jess, you don't have to have a great view. I know yeah. I'm one of those that will I'm seek spoiled. out view. Yeah. I know. Me too. I'm, <laughs> so you know how spoiled I am. You are. I yes. Have a in a really great amazing, way. amazing view of the sunrise, but you don't need a great view to get the benefits. So I don't want people worrying about trees and buildings and clouds and snow. Like it's, it, you just need to get out there and in the light. Totally. Okay. Let's talk about, I'm trying to, I'm just putting this out there that I'm one day we're going to do an amazing retreat somewhere in Florida together. So everybody listening, just stay tuned. If you like what you hear, we'll get your feet on the ground, the sun in your eyes. Don't know when or how, but it's going to happen. So absolutely. Yes. Let's talk about the big M mitochondria and food. Okay. So mitochondria, you mentioned seventh grade biology. Mrs. Lopez. Yes. Mrs. Lopez. 
So yeah, and you probably made the cake of the cell with like one little mitochondria in it. Yes. Because that's what my image was like a cell with a couple things floating around in this mitochondria. In actuality, there are hundreds, thousands to a million mitochondria per cell. Like, so these cells, our cells are actually really crowded with stuff. And mitochondria um, do more than just make our energy. So that's, of course, really important. That's why we say it's the powerhouse of the cell. But our mitochondria are super important for things like autophagy and apoptosis, which is how our body cleans itself. And so, you know, we we don't have to go too deep into it, but um, these mitochondria also make something called exclusion zone water. That's step four before step five is making ATP or energy. And this exclusion zone water is a really special water It's more like a gel, not like the water that you drink. And it is everywhere, Jess. It is all in next to every biological surface in the body is this exclusion zone water. So when we think about like, you know, as a speech, um, speech therapist too, like communication, like instant communication through the whole body in this, what we call quantum coherence this quantum way. So it's much faster than chemical reactions. Like for people that think of, uh, you know, humans as like these, a bunch of chemical reactions, this is much faster, like instantaneous communication. So when our mitochondria work well and are healthy, that drives health. When mitochondria are dysfunctional or don't have the inputs they need, they are, they drive disease. They get kind of swollen And so electrons don't move efficiently and their electrons have to jump from step to step. And then they, um, they don't make it. So we have reactive oxygen species. And so some reactive oxygen species is expected, but most people have a lot of reactive oxygen species, which is, it's just an lost electron, but that's inflammation. Mm. Hmm. I, as you were talking, Googled to jog my memory, the mitochondria image in the background. I'm like, oh my God, I remember what these look like. Um, And that is really, really cool and um, important. So let's talk about, I'm I'm just like, I have so many ideas running through my head and it's interesting because I had this thought that came through my mind of like a human being myself can do all the trauma healing, all the things, but like, this is Mm -hmm. such an important and critical factor is reorienting to the mother, like reorienting to nature because of all the things that it provides us with. Like it is truly unconditionally there for us if we don't like pour concrete all over it or, you know, and even then it still is. So I was, yeah, I was going to say Jess, it's, it, she's there for us. Yeah. no, no matter, matter what, what we do to her. I mean, I do think we should work to protect her, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about food. Okay. Let's talk about food. <laughs> All right. So from a mitochondrial perspective, from this quantum perspective, the really important thing is to um, eat food that makes sense to your body, that it can either use like nutrient dense food, right? So food, not only that has a lot of nutrients, but it's actually bioavailable, meaning your body can absorb it and use it. And so I know this is upsetting to a lot of people, but animal sources of food 
are more bioavailable, meaning that they are nutrient dense, like steak, salmon roe, eggs. It's actually the egg yolk people, we, not the egg white, but that's, you know, the nutrient dense that's ancestral and seasonally, we would prioritize those animal foods. So if somebody doesn't want to do that, that's certainly their choice. I certainly respect that. But I think um, it just helps because of all the information that's out there kind of demonizing meat and, and animal foods is to realize that, you know, we ancestrally, we, um, we have utilized animal foods. Like that's how we evolved. So Mm -hmm. we can still do that and benefit greatly in terms of like gut healing and brain health. All those amino acids are really important. But then from the other perspective is like the food that we eat that is grown um, in our locally. So if we eat at least eat seasonally, then the information through the photon. So if we're eating local food that's grown in our in our near environment, it's going to get the same information from the sun that is a match to us being outdoors in the sun. So when we are have the mismatch where we're eating packages of food that was made in a factory or, you know, these, you know, I, I don't know what all we could be possibly eating or like kiwi and we're and we're nowhere near New Zealand and nowhere where they grow kiwi. So if we're eating foods that aren't grown in our area, they're not in season for us. It just has the potential to confuse the body a little bit, not a big deal over time. This is where I think we're starting to see like microbiomes and the gut microbiome is all jacked up and people, because we know that red light, actually red light from being outside is really important for gut health and diversifying the gut. And so um, I was just having this conversation yesterday about the light. So when our food matches the light that we're in our light environment, then it's more orienting to mm-hmm. our mitochondria. And then we're going to have health, but also electrons, right? Yes, we can get electrons from our food and fat is actually more useful. It's full of electrons that the body can actually use. So I think that's why when we see like lower carb, people are starting to understand that, you know, healthy fat is actually good for them. Like cooking with butter and ghee and tallow and duck fat is actually helpful to their gut, to their cells, but also it's full of electrons. Mm. So and electrons that your body can use, it's not tied up in a bunch of other, um, in ways that the body has a hard time with it. It's going to be more efficient, but then also eating in season fruits and vegetables. If you're, if you are going to eat plants, then making sure that they're in season can be really helpful. And local, obviously in season. Right. Local. If if you can get it local, at least in season, even if it's grown in a state over or something. Yeah. I have a whole, mm-hmm. I was going to, I was going to say something and then I thought, oh my God, we'll be here another hour if I say this thing that's in my <laughs> yeah. brain. So I'm not even going to say it, Yeah. Um. but I've seen Kelly wake up in the morning and like take a bite out of a stick of butter. So, and you are very healthy in my opinion, Um. for, you know, and, yeah. and vibrant and vitals by full of vitality. So um, mm-hmm. 
you know, I love that even just this conversation today, we talked not just about food, like food's a piece of it, but this like reorientation to earth, reorientation to light and starting to live this like very intentional and cognizant light uh, life because, you know, I've tried a lot of stuff over the years as it relates to health and felt like frustrated, like, oh my God, I have to cut out everything in order to blah, 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 and feel this way, or I've got to go on this crazy diet or that. And really, and truly, I can say like your advice on just getting back outside and reorienting, like, I'm not going to take calls after the sun goes down anymore on zoom. Like I'm gonna, because truly like I can hear more of what my body needs in a very short period of time, just by watching sunrise, watching sunset, putting my feet on the earth, like all these things. So yeah. Um, and I, I just want to say, just, you know, I feel this way, but I want to tell everybody else that the food matters less and less, the more you get the light, right. Mm-hmm. And the more you support your circadian rhythms with when you eat, as yeah. opposed to worrying so much about, yeah. So you still want to get your nutrients, but it matters less, which is exciting for yeah. a lot of us. Yeah. And you had said too, like eat yeah. before, eat right after the sun rises and eat before the sun sets or mm-hmm. not soon after the sun sets. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Tell the good people where they can find you. Um, you have so many amazing resources for people. So how can people find you and work with you? Yeah. So my website, nourish-soul.com, I'm sure we'll link it. Mm-hmm. That is a great place to get information and connect with me. I am mostly on Instagram. So if people are Instagram folks, I love having community on Instagram and try to be um, mindful, helpful there. And then I have the YouTube channel, which I absolutely love. Anytime I learn anything new, I put it up on the YouTube channel. Um, Yeah. And so I have classes and people can also work with me one-on-one. But if people are like, okay, I feel like I want to take a class and do this piece by piece. That is how I'm offering it now is in a whole series. So you can tackle one piece of it at a time in an hour. And then asking, have questions. So it's a little more digestible. Amazing. Well, I'm going to link all of that below. Thank you so much for being here. I just like you and I always have these like bite-sized conversations about things. And I loved being able to hear kind of like this full spectrum of information from like light and electrons to food and all of that in a sort of succinct way. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing your wisdom. I just learned a lot today as well. So thank you thanks for having me yeah absolutely everybody out there have a great day and i'll see you back here on the next episode of the podcast hey hey thanks so much for being here and listening to this episode of the waking up with jess podcast if you liked today's episode i'm gonna ask you to do one of three things number one leave a rating number two, leave a review. And number three, if you think it could help a friend out in need, go ahead and send it to them. I greatly appreciate your support when you rate the podcast or leave a review. It helps other awesome and amazing listeners such as yourself find the podcast. And I love people and I love friends and I love people's friends. So being able to spread the love through your network is another really great way to support people and to support the show. All right, y'all make it a great day. And I will see you back here on the next episode of the waking up with Jess podcast.